From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 12th, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling, Max the intern, and Walter the husband are back in the <laughs> peanut gallery. So feels normal this week. We've got people. Last week it was kind of weird. We didn't have a I didn't miss y'all. peanut gallery. <laughs> Dang, I didn't miss you either. <laughs> um, in this week's show, our Disneyland correspondents, Wendy Bell and Tony Spatel, have an interview with the family that got to spend the night in the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland last week. And we're going to discuss many of the new releases and product changes that Disney announced this past week as well. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We do have a couple of things that we want to uh, mention in housekeeping. Uh, first, it's been a while since I've like pushed like Diz Radio and the blog and the board. So listen to Diz Radio on Live365.com. Uh, <laughs> Go to the disunplug.com and go to disboards.com, the podcast board. So And leave us a review on iTunes. And leave us a review on iTunes. Only if it's good. If it's not good, don't bother. Wow, did you write that yourself? What's that? That little script, did you write that yourself? No, I'm just... Have a, I don't have a... Oh, okay. It was real inventive. Okay. Like bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> like Steve Jobs. Yeah, really, I know. You need a black turtleneck. <laughs> Ooh. And a new liver. Um oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> it might always be too soon. <laughs> um and I it's just I am I'm sleep deprived and neurotic over this trip. I don't know why I'm getting so neurotic over this trip. As it gets closer, I mean literally the, what was it, Saturday night, Walter? I was I, I didn't sleep at all. I mean I was just up until like one o'clock the next afternoon. I was just so I'm so neurotic about this trip. Trying to make sure I, you know, I think of everything and that, you know, because I'm, I'm just, I have this vision of something happening. I get, you know, go, going through customs. We forgot something. The visa's not right or this isn't right and they're going to make me leave or something. We don't want you here. Go. Are you going away? Huh. <laughs> what I'm really excited about, I was very pumped last night, um, looked for some theater tickets in Sydney. And it turns out that uh, they're doing A Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, with Kate Blanchett playing uh, Blanche Dubois, I was very, very excited. That's a Nazi. <laughs> in, that a bl- Nazi. in that black Lulu Brooks. That no, was Queen Elizabeth the First. Where's Catherine Hepburn? You're thinking of the Nazi. You're thinking of uh, Kate Winslet. Who was she, the one in, uh, no, in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, she no, played no. a Jeep surfing Nazi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, so very very excited That's about cool. that. That's cool. Very very excited. You going to the that. the big opera house? No, actually, oh. it's the Sydney Theatre Company. I think it's called. But uh, it's like right near our hotel. Apparently, our hotel is like really in a good location. It's very close to a lot of stuff. I think it's almost you know a short a short hop over to the theater from the hotel. So very excited. Very very excited. Getting that all planned. But we also are making some plans for December. As well, not everything, not everything is involving September. We have some plans for December that we've been working on for what you people are calling Dizapalooza. I am referring to it as the December event. I like 
<laughs> the December event. It's very Pelican brief. Yeah. <laughs> you say it. Um, so, John, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about what's being planned? Um, we want to get some information out about uh, our December event, Dizapalooza. We have been waiting on some uh, peripheral stuff to come together, and it's just or not, not right. And it's just not coming together. So, I think we're at the point where it's we're done torturing people on our main party. And anything that happens uh, ancillary to that, we'll announce it along the way. But we want people to understand that we definitely have plans for Saturday night. We definitely have a party planned. And we want people to know that we are going to have Toy Story Mania again. Yep. We are renting out the ride one more time. Uh, we really, with some changes. With some changes. We really we racked our brains. What could we do that would have the same impact that it had last year and as many people could go as last year and as many people could enjoy themselves as last year. And this was the one thing that kept we kept coming back to was there really was no other ride that we could rent yeah. that it would have the same impact. Some people were saying Soren, but you know, how many times can you ride yeah. Soren in a row? So we're doing Oh, I could I don't really? know. I mean it is fun if I would be Probably guaranteed to be in the front I, row. It's like, whoa, there's that golf ball again. Whoa, really? there's that golf ball again. <laughs> yeah, that's all right though. I love that ride. So yeah, for me personally yeah, yeah, I could absolutely ride that as many times as I would end up riding, you know, Toy Story Mania. But Toy, Toy Story Mania has the physical component right. that limits yeah. my participation to a certain <laughs> degree. So, um, Soren, I can just sit there and kind of let it do the work. But, but I understand because it's fun. People are trying to compete against each other right. and, you know, trying to better your score. Makes yeah. it fun. So, we're doing that, doing Toy Story Mania again this year. We're doing. Let's do Soren. <laughs> oh, great. Now you tell me. <laughs> we're. Um... I've changed my mind. We've learned a lot from last year. One of the things that we learned from last year was that we can accommodate a lot more people. We were worried that we're going to have too many people and there's going to be lines for the ride. So this year we're going to open up to a whole bunch more people. So if you're interested in going, there's not going to be any limitations, basically, you know, unless we get crazy Other numbers. Other than the $1,000 ticket that we're charging. <laughs> that's not what we're charging now. Yeah, $1,000 a ticket. No, that's not true. We'll tell you about that in a bit. Um, however, we are going to kick it up a notch. I mentioned that it's not going to be a dessert party again. We did the dessert party last year, and mm-hmm. while that was good food and a lot of fun, we want to do something a little bit different. We want to do sort of a street fair atmosphere. Like a carnival. Like yep. a carnival. So we're going to have sausage and pepper sandwiches. We're going to have pigs in a blanket. We're going to have funnel cake. Kevin Elton John called. He wants his glasses back. Does he? <laughs> Tell him to come see me. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Kevin's wearing very colorful glasses. I'm very colorful. We're going to have funnel cake. We're going to have popcorn. So we're going to do some more substantial, quote-unquote, food, but more fun, carnival food. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to have some friends are going to visit us during the event. We're going to have... <laughs> what? Friends. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Max have, the intern dressed as a clown. <laughs> I think that would be great. Pennywise <laughs> the clown. We're going to have some street performers there doing some stuff for us. We're going to make Max have, juggle fire. <laughs> we're going to have uh, Woody show up for some pictures. Harrelson? No, not Harrelson. Woody from Toy Story. We're going to have some of the Toy Story characters there. Um, we are going to uh, have people. People have asked, do they need admission to the park? You don't need admission to the park this year. This year, we're going to do something different. People are going to go to the entrance of MGM Studios after the park closes, and you're going to be ushered back to the party. And you're going to be ushered back to the party by Sarge from Toy Story and oh. some of the army the, men. The, yeah. He's going to like make you walk in a straight line and gonna, march. And oh. going to make you march back. He's going to do that little sing song thing. And everyone's going to be 
going to be ushered back into the event that way. So we've got some cool stuff planned. Some I think it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. And we're not done looking for opportunities uh, right. in terms of the um, some other things that we're thinking about doing. Uh, we also are trying to organize uh, doing a live show that weekend. Correct. Um, so we're, we're you know, working on some logistics for that and some other things we're looking at, too. It's just John, you know, John has been – John has the patience of a saint. I would have given up long before this, but – John has really been trying to work on some unique things, and you know, some things you get, some things you don't. So, right. so our our Friday thing we were going to do at Disney Institute doesn't seem to be happening. We may do something of a lesser scale for right. folks. Uh, we are definitely looking to do a live show on set on Sunday. We have to secure the venue and we have to secure the time. We're going to let people know about that. Now, if you are a client of Dreams Unlimited Travel, you have a priority invitation to this event. We're going to be contacting you. Please don't contact us. Please don't talk to your agent. We're going to go to you, and we're going to tell you how you can register. Don't speak to your agent. Don't email us. Do not do anything to inconvenience us in the slightest bit. Don't make eye contact. I'm approaching. I can see you. I can see you. We're going to set up, Corey with Corey's help, we're going to set up a registration page for those folks so we collect your information. Once we are done with our uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel clients, and they're all set up. Then we're going to set up an open enrollment for everybody, and there's going to be a $25 per person charge, and that's basically for two reasons. One, to help offset some of the costs, obviously not all of the costs, but also because we want to make sure that if you sign up for this event, you're actually going to show up. So we think that that's kind of good. Yeah, we had some no-shows last year. Had some no-shows, and that was unfortunate because we had a lot of people who wanted to go who we turned away. So this year... We're going to require a, a fee for that. Don't ask me when the sign-up form is going to go up. We don't know yet. I oh, prom- no, do it. Do it. Start yeah. emailing them Thanks. a private message. <laughs> Not crazy enough. But we're going to work on our Dreams Unlimited Travel clients first. Then we're going to do an open enrollment. Like I said, there's a lot more people this venue can fit than we thought last year. So we're going to do that. Oh, the other thing, too, is... Um, Last year, we didn't have the, the, the queue running, and I told them this year we want the queue running. We want Mr. Potato Head interacting with people, and we also want Luxo to be running. John, John sure. also wants a traveling spotlight to follow him around the venue <laughs> now that he's genius. I want, uh, I want a litter and four buff gentlemen carrying me from place to place. <laughs> look, look at the army men, the green army oh, men. Green All army. right. What? I need more than four. Is that what I'm <laughs> I didn't say a word. At least half a dozen. Is that what you're thinking? I didn't say a word. Wait till one of them drops you. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I looking think forward so too. to it. I hope this year they can reset the score because you know in, in Toy Story they have the best score of the day, and they show that it would be cool if they had best score of the night. You know yeah. what? That's a good. That's a good thing. Remind me of that later, and I'll make sure. I- and maybe there, maybe there should be a special prize for the person who gets the high score. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, who tells the truth? <laughs> I bet Julie Andrews will get the high score. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Now, also, um, if you're uh, if you get selected to do the beta test for Project X, I have one more thing for Disapalooza. Yeah, I'm, hold on. Oh, I'm not, still in now. I'm, oh, okay. I'm still there. Um, if you get selected to do the beta test for Project X. You will also be given uh, access to the the party. You won't have to pay the twenty five dollars. So it's a little something. Cool. Can they stop emailing us now? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's that was. You guys said it. You guys called it last week when you said, oh my 
they were going to go nuts. I was stunned. I had to set a rule to send all these to a different folder. Yeah, too. yeah, we got, got like a hundred in the first hour. I, <laughs> I had to replace the delete button. It was yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> it was. It. But uh, I have yeah, I have more than enough people to choose from. Uh, we will be contacting those people who are selected within the next week. Uh, if you don't hear from us, it means you weren't selected. Please don't email us back. It is just there was far too many people uh, for me to respond to each one of you personally no, about it. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so, but thank you. I appreciate everybody's you know excitement to sign up for this. But um, you know, it's we only have a certain number of slots for the test and. So, I know some people are asking about uh, Dizapalooza merchandise. We have a logo. It's designed. It's ready. Um, we're going about merchandise a di- in a different way. We're going to go through Cafe Press. We're just going to put the logo on a bunch of merchandise. You can buy it from there. I'm also going to make the logo available in a high-definition de- format so you can make your own merchandise if you want. Right. You want to slap it on something that's not In case available. you want a tattoo. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think it's, you know, we're not making people buy merchandise. If you want to have the wherewithal to make your own, go for it. Yeah, it's absolutely. Free. But if people want to buy it, it's going to be available. And one more thing is, um, last year we talked about uh, no photography at the event. There was a clause in the contract that talked about photography, and I discussed it with them. And we're gonna people can bring their cameras and do what they want. We're yeah, actually gonna yeah. have a photographer there this year to take some oh, pictures for us. Yep, a roving photographer from we're Disney. A roving. <laughs> are we gonna have goodie bags this year? Something fun to give out that I have nothing to do with? Oh, you're just oh no, you brought, you brought, yeah. you brought I think it that's up. the whole thing about doing the your, mer- pro- your own merchandise kind of thing, yeah. right? Guess <laughs> what your project is. <laughs> Max the intern. <laughs> Bag stuffer. <laughs> so I think it's going to be fun. I'm real excited about it. I I'm really also, am. I've also decided this year I'm going to have more fun. Last year I was kind of running around like a crazy person. I was nine months pregnant. Well, we it also, was not as much fun. We also had the <laughs> mouse fest that day. <laughs> that again. morning we had mouse fest. Right. So we were yeah, all that was It was, was definitely. Out. Yep. This year we'll be able to sleep late and have, be a little more refreshed for the party. Yeah, we'll get up like right before the party, which is when I normally wake up anyway. So, but no, cool, cool. So, anything else? Uh, anything else in housekeeping? Oh, I have a, a housekeeping. Yes, it has nothing to do with Dizapalooza. Last week, I reviewed an Italian restaurant, and I was not sure how you pronounce the name. I was pronouncing it Nano's. Uh, Chrissy2803 has written to me and said, I don't know if anyone else has told you this, but the name place is pronounced Nono. We're Italian, and it's what we used to call my great-grandfather. I got curious a few years ago as to why we called him that, and I looked it up, and it's Italian word for grandfather. So I wanted to thank Chrissy2803 for correcting me. So it's like you're eating at your grandpa's. That's right. I'd never heard that. Had you ever heard? Yes. I had never heard that. We have another restaurant on right near Payway called Abuelos, which is uh, a Mexican restaurant. And I'm told that's grandfather also. So we have a lot of grandfather places around here. And the gentleman who cooks at this place actually is an older gentleman, so maybe he's a grandfather. (laughs) I like your glasses, Kevin. Thanks. Elton John misses them. (laughs) Just making observations. They're like mosaic. My job as host. Doesn't that look like a mosaic? 
They were seven ninety nine in Walmart. They're the gayest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I just was thinking, it looks like something my grandmother might wear. Yeah, I think my sister has a pair, <laughs> kind of like. You know. I have been having eye issues, uh, and if I don't wear them, I can't say. So those no, are over the counter glasses. He was in the ladies section. <laughs> don't you all feel bad now? <laughs> yeah, no, but you couldn't see the pretty. sign that delineated men's from women's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for something colorful. <laughs> Because right. he could see that. All right. Well, that'll do it for housekeeping. We're going to move on to the news. A very sad story. Uh, cast member uh, at the Mag- in the Magic Kingdom, a 47-year-old Mark Priest, was uh, sword fighting in his role as uh, in the Captain Jack Sparrow pirate tutorial. Um, he slipped. Just was a freak accident. Slipped, hit his head. Apparently had uh, broken a vertebra in his neck. And it also had a, a you know, had a, required like 50-some-odd stitches from the gash he got when he hit his head. They didn't think it was life-threatening. He was joking when he went into the hospital. But uh, he ended up passing away on Monday. So sad. And um, apparently he also was very active in the theater community here in, uh, uh, here in Orlando and was a, a veteran performer at Disney World. So it really is very sad. They, moved him out of, they had moved him out of intensive care. On Monday, but it, he deteriorated rapidly, according to the the article. They have not yet uh, established a cause of death, but just a very, just a really sad story. I don't think people realize. I mean, hitting your head, even if you think it's minor, how it many could stories? Be so, Natasha Richardson, exactly. Sunny Bono, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's you, it's crazy, and I will refuse to leave the hospital. I'll be like, you'd fully check yeah. me out. Yeah, really. Really, I'm staying. <laughs> and there's a video up on the Diz, or there's a link to the um, video of who this cast member is. So right. if anybody's not sure who it is, you can see who he is. So our our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Mark's family. That's really, it's really uh, terrible. Um, our next story was this was really interesting. John had apparently Ferris is very excited to hear it. <laughs> Uh, John had forwarded this to me yesterday. This is uh, an article written by, in the Orlando Sentinel by uh, Jason Garcia talking about um, a potential problem Universal might be having uh, in regards to its agreement with Steven Spielberg. Now, <clears throat> I had known that Spielberg was, uh, you know, obviously very involved in Universal and Islands of Adventure, uh, Jaws, uh, Shrek, Men in Black, uh, Jurassic Park. All these things that you know, all these movies that he worked on, um, were made into rides. But I had, you know, I'd never heard what the actual deal was. You know, at first, because I'd always thought, because you know, Universal gave Steven Spielberg his break, that uh, you know, uh, they gave him Jaws when nobody else would have given it to him, and so I thought, you know, maybe that was you know part of it that he has a an affinity for Universal. That and an awful lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed. Apparently, um, the claw, uh, the, his, his 22-year-old contract with Universal calls for him to get a, a percentage of the gross profit of the of the gross profits, gross receipts um, off the theme parks. In the last five years, they've paid him more than ninety million dollars. Wow! On this contract, that must be his spending money. Well, according to now, the, the contract calls for uh, there's a clause next year that comes up, that comes uh, active in this contract that says Steven Spielberg has the right to tell Universal they need to buy him out of his clause at fair market value, which according to the article 
could be hundreds of millions of dollars. So they're like, there's like, you know, some, I, w- I won't say there's panic, but uh, universal, that would, be, that would be devastating. That would throw them into bankruptcy if they had to pay $500 million. So they have to renegotiate this deal. Can you imagine what they're going to give away? Uh, well, have, what name they have the park to give after away? you. Spielberg exactly. <laughs> if this is what he's already getting, and he gets, he gets that percentage of the park in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. That was the kicker, is that he gets it for as long as the park exists. There's going to be a Schindler's, Schindler's List ride. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I know they have that Universal has right of first refusal on any of his properties, anything he works on. But the speculation is, is that he has been trying, Spielberg has been trying to raise money to open up a new movie studio. So, you know, the speculation is, you know, will he, will he use that, that clause in his contract to do that? I, that's, that would be brutal. Do you have any history? I mean, like, why would they do it that he gets this forever? Because uh, they needed him desperately. They needed his franchises to do, look at, look at the rides that are in the park. E.T. Jaws, E.T., Jurassic Park, all of the really big stuff, pretty much, is based on something Spielberg done, or things that he owns. And they needed those movie franchises to draw people into the park. And they were probably desperate. Man, he's got a bunch of smart people right there. You know, they, well, they knew they had to go up against Disney. They would have to go up against Disney when they opened Universal. You better have some you know, real big, high-profile rides. Who better to do that than Steven Spielberg? Islands of Adventure, he was extremely involved in that, in the whole development of that park. I, you know, I was talking a few weeks ago, I think, about uh, Dueling Dragons, and that Steven Spielberg designed that, that whole castle, and, the, you know, it was crazy. So it would be, if this was to happen, if he called in his marker, that would be, that would be pretty ugly. Now, in a kind of, kind of related story, though, um, Universal raised the price of their one-day ticket uh, to match Disney's was I think seventy nine dollars, <throat> but they did something very interesting. Interesting. All the rest of the tickets, the prices stayed the same, mm-hmm. including that one day ticket. If you buy it online, if you purchase it online, you get it at the old price. The only thing they changed, the only thing they raised, was the one day ticket that you buy at the gate. Everything else, all the multi day tickets, the uh, the one we we push on the site, the ninety nine dollar pass, mm-hmm. uh, all that stayed the same. Which I thought. Really, you know, kudos to them for that, because they're in a lot worse shape financially than Disney is right now. They're basically giving you an early bookings discount. Yeah, advanced discount. But well, we want to be careful when we say early booking discount right now because that sets entire groups of people off. Yeah, I know. Which we're going to talk about <laughs> a little a bit later word. on. Yeah, but Disney used to do that. They used to say advanced ticket purchases got X amount of dollars off their ticket, and they don't do that anymore either. They still do the advanced uh, discount with uh, some of these special events like Mickey's Very Merry and Mickey's Not So Scary. So, so, just uh, thought that was a very uh, a very interesting uh, article by Jason Garcia in the Orlando Sentinel. We'll have a link to that article in the show notes page. And uh, the last news story this week: still no contract for Disneyland hotel workers. The Disneyland Hotel Workers Union has been without a contract for 18 months. Over 90% of the union's voting members rejected another offer from Walt Disney World because of a dispute over insurance premiums. Union spokesperson Paulina Gonzalez says the union is still considering going on strike. Disneyland spokesperson Susie Brown said the company's offer has been grossly distorted by the union 
and it included annual wage increases and affordable health care. Currently, hotel workers receive insurance benefits with very low premiums. Disney wants to begin implementing a plan to raise employee contributions. This is the the issue of the day, uh, health insurance premiums, health insu- the cost of health insurance, the availability of health insurance. Um, and it's you know easy to see both sides in a health insurance debate, saying on one side, you know, for the workers, they really can't afford to pay higher premiums, but at the same time, companies are getting smashed. I mean, we're, we're feel, we feel it with how much, you know, just in the last three or four years, our health insurance premiums have more than doubled. And uh, true. so it's, it's, you know, easy to see both sides. But it's, it seems to me like there's always a story in the news about Disney and labor disputes. It seems like there's constant. Is, don't they negotiate the contract once a year? No, no. It's usually a multi-year contract. Usually, once every two, three, or four years. It just seems like we depending always, on the union. We talk about it every couple of weeks. No, I don't think we've had a. I don't think we've had a union discussion or a labor discussion. Wasn't it just in, a couple of weeks ago where they picketed out front of the Disneyland Resort and they had to be moved? I don't remember no, talking about that. I don't that. think. I don't think that made the news so, lineup. It was just in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having labor like disputes in your ago. head? Well, yeah, John. <laughs> John does uh, John does versions of the show in his head that are, where he does all the talking. I know. We just sit here and listen. He uses his puppets. <laughs> I get the cat and a dog sit around a little round table. Oh my gosh! We talk about good touch and bad touch. <laughs> oh man! And you're going to Australia and leaving us with him, right? <laughs> Well, that's just the way it works. I thought that was going to be a rant in the news story if you were going to talk about the eight-year-old uh, whose lemonade stand got shut down. She was saving money, trying to save money for Disneyland. No, I hadn't seen that. She was trying to save money for Disneyland, so she opened up a lemonade stand. Oh, yeah, the- no, I did see that story. I did see yeah. that story, yeah. She didn't have a business license, so they shut it down. What? Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. you have to have a business license to At do eight now? Yeah. But a local radio station felt bad, and they gave him passes in exchange for 30 glasses of lemonade. Wow. You believe that? Can you imagine, like, they're busting onto the lawn. You don't have a license. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Cuffing her and throwing her up against a tree. Yeah, right. <laughs> Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Like SWAT team. Oh, all right. Well, that, all right. That is going to do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to the weather. And uh, looks like... Uh, pretty solid 40% chance of rain every day going into next week. Uh, calling for scattered thunderstorms. Uh, looks like the temperature starting to come down a little bit. We're seeing some 88s and 89s instead of 97. So, figure high 80s, low 90s during the day and into the mid-70s at night. The weather people are very excited. There's a tropical depression <laughs> oh, that's off right, that's right. I, I, I needed to mention that. Jurassic Park. No, there it is. I got to I got to get it right. That's right. There's a tropical storm coming. Your vacations are going to be ruined. Your houses will be destroyed. He actually had sweat on his upper lip talking about it. And supposedly the first name storm is going to be Anna. Mm-hmm. With one N though. She looked it up. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it should be Anna. Or Anna. Potato, potato. <laughs> Anna. Call the call the television station <laughs> and tell them. Pronounce it correctly. It's Anna. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to drag that man out from the, the 
the Hurricane Bureau, the same one that they drag out every time to explain that scale to us. I love well, it. I, I, I just want them to explain why they are so wrong so often. Today, they were yelling at me saying, we designed JustWeather.com for you. You need to go and track this yourself. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you go in the supermarket and then they give you that little grid. So you can make little points on it. So it'll blow away in the storm. I love that. Or they give you the list of hurricane stuff for your hurricane kit. Yeah. Nowhere on that list are M&Ms and Skittles. <laughs> no, you I'm make supposed to have drinking for water for nine for like six months. Well, the heck is like you just drink four liters of water every hour for each day you're in captivity. Yeah, last year I did all that. My kitchen was did so you measure full of water. Urine? No, I did not measure my urine. <laughs> <laughs> But my house was so full of water. And, you know, because right after we moved here, school was canceled. My next door neighbor at one time was a very nervous sort. She since passed away. But she, I, I was living next door, and she said, uh, can you come over and see what I've done and tell me if you think I need to do anything? And I said, okay. And she was one of those people who believed that you duct taped the windows or you duct taped glass in her interior bathroom that has no visible signs from outside. She had completely covered her bathroom mirror with duct tape. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said to her, Carol, what are you expecting? <laughs> really? Bloody Mary? <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you ever tried to get duct tape off a window? No. Uh-huh. We rented our house with duct tape on the windows, and we can't get it off. It's permanently there. I thought the windows were all broken when we moved You might in. as well just board them up. <laughs> yes, no. yeah, you really. can't get it off. Because usually after the hurricane, it gets hot again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the duct tape bakes to the window. It's fun. That's what I've got. Goo gone. Really? Will it work? I don't know. It sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, our first official tropical depression. Yep. I'm, I'm waiting to hear those words. Hunker down. Hunker down. I'm waiting. Yep. All right, that'll do it for the weather. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like I to do. go first? Oh, boy. Some glasses. I had to beat them Martins. They're sneaky. <laughs> uh, my Rapid Fire is that we went to the movies Sunday afternoon and saw Julie and Julia. Awesome movie. Very funny. However, the exciting part was we got to see the full preview of The Frog Princess. Oh. It's absolutely Beautiful hand-drawn animation. I can't wait. I it, saw the, the the her at least. I've seen just her. It is uh, the previews about two minutes long. You get to meet a couple of the characters, and they show you the background scenes of uh, New Orleans. Absolutely, it's reminiscent to me of the beautiful backgrounds done for Lilo and Stitch. It's kind of a watercolor, really, really old-fashioned looking Disney. Plus, some of the the, the humor was very upfront and. Enjoyable. I'm looking forward to it. It looks terrific. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. I really don't have one, but I'll make some up. I don't know if I. <laughs> yeah, it's like Project it's X like, has been driving like, me crazy. It's not like we. It's not like we do it every week or anything. In my know? head, you're always prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. The show I do. The Corey the show is always ready. The Corey uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want to see that thing. Um, I don't know if I talked about this before, but we have um, park hours for Disneyland up on the site. We've always had park hours for Walt Disney World, but we now have um, park hours listed for Disneyland, including all the rehabs and parades and all that fun stuff. You can go to the Disneyland homepage section of the Diz, and we have a link there. They don't release the park hours um, in advance like Walt Disney World. They're usually about two months 
ahead of time. Right now they have September available, but October is not. So you kind of have to do short-term planning for that. And also, um, although ticket prices did go up for Walt Disney World, um, the official ticket center does have some great discounts available. For example, a five-day adult park hopper, Disney's price without tax is $280. They're selling it for $271.36, and prices range from there. So you can still get a good deal on your Disney tickets. And we do have a financial relationship with the official ticket center, so in the interest of full disclosure, we have to mention that. So, cool. Thank you very much, Corey. Jules? I'm rapid fireless. Oh, my gosh. Truly. I have like six God. in front of me. I prepared for hours, You're such Julie. such a bad influence I on am me. so well, ready. Does Walter, hold on. Does Walter have one? Okay. Well, would someone pass uh, a microphone to uh, Max, the intern. <laughs> Walter needs a microphone. Indeed, I do. I That's do. my lunch. I was just going to say, we have an intern here, and he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, why you're not doing anything? My coffee right? is empty. Gunga like, Din, bring water. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like a Danish, please. I'd like sushi. Gunga Din. Gunga Din, bring water. Ngawa, Chida. Ngawa. I knew he would get that. Oh, God. Oh, you kill me. You kill me. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Where were we? I was doing Walter. a rapid fire, I think. Okay. Go ahead, Walter. <clears throat> Here's the pricing for Halloween Horror Nights. A single night admission is, for all nights, sixty nine ninety nine. Then they have the frequent fear pass. For the price of a one-night ticket, you can come back for unlimited nights, Sunday through Thursday, and the first weekend, September 25th and 26th, with a frequent fear pass. And that's the same, pass, the same cost as a nightly ticket, which is sixty nine ninety nine. They also have the stay and scream. Add Halloween Horror Nights to your regular daytime park ticket and save. If you're going to Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure, you can save for that night at Halloween Horror Night. Sunday through Thursday, the price will be $29.99. Friday, it'll be $49.99. And on Saturdays, it'll be $59.99, but you still save 10 bucks. Now, that, uh, that first weekend, the 25th and 26th, is right after we get back from Australia. You're going to kill me if I throw you into a hotel room for a night? The weekend after we get back? I don't know. I may kill myself. <laughs> we may have to miss that. I don't know. We might be a little jet lagged. Content, content waits for no one. Good day, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> ghost. Aren't you going to have to wait for all the blood to rush back to your feet? Because you're like going to be on the other side of the world? Upside I don't know. Down. I've, uh, it's been a long time since I, I ha- know I've if missed the uh, Halloween Horror Nights. flush backwards. Say what? Yes, oh, yeah. they do. Oh, do they, they do. Really? No, they absolutely do. Sure, I, I knew that would that. excite her. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the hole they dig in the ground? <laughs> the opposite. Do they dig right or do they dig left? <laughs> uh, Kidding. He's just he's just upset because he's not going to come down and see you. So, I am. <laughs> but he went to Italy and I and left me here. So. <sighs> Oh, my goodness. This was a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Walter. I have a question. Is Halloween Horror Nights in Islands of Adventure this year? Or is it in the Universal? I don't think so. I think they did that. Universal. I think they did that once and then decided not to do it again. So I'm pretty sure it's in the Universal Park. Teresa. I have a real exciting one. You ready? Catch all the excitement at Universal Orlando. Royal Pacific Resort hosts the 39th annual United States Dance Championships Tuesday, September 8th through Saturday, September 12th. 
you can experience the amazing skill and talent of the world's premier collection of ballroom dance September superstars. September 8th through the 12th. Oh, ballroom eighth, dancers. Eighth Don't through even the go 12th. there. Oh, that's right. I'll be in Australia. <laughs> Over 700 male and female competitors from 30 countries will be competing in the five-day event. Male. I just can't say. Taking place this year. (laughs) Male in quotes. They'll be vying for National Pro-Am, U.S. Open Pro-Am, U.S. Amateur Open, U.S. National Professional, U.S. Professional Open, and World Professional titles. They should just have the categories, you know, born female and not born female. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go to www.usdsc.com to purchase tickets. (laughs) I think it sounds exciting, you know, like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah I don't off. watch Dancing with the Stars. Keep going, guys. Just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the guys on this one, Teresa. Really? That'll put me right to sleep. <laughs> no, I'd want to. My kids grew up thinking my husband and I did ballroom dancing, but we didn't. Wow. But I always so wanted to. So now we learned that. Kathy's a ballroom dancer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> always wanted to. <laughs> did you, you did, really? Did you yes, wear those I outfits did. like they do on Dancing I with the Stars? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I wanted to. I wanted to. The Hoochie Mama outfits? Yeah. Yep. I've seen the outfits the guys wear. I don't know why they call it ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't appear to be any. Oh, that was quick, John. <laughs> you know, those, the shirts they wear are like onesies. He was, he was brewing that for about three, <laughs> two or three minutes there. <laughs> he was using that whole riff that entire time. You guys keep going while I come up with something. Put it together in my head. <laughs> anyway, that's my rapid fire. And we see where his head goes in a pinch, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, well, thank you very much for that very entertaining rapid fire. Should we bring scorecards? <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Nine. Really? <laughs> Kathy, do you have one? Um, I would just, I don't know if we're going to talk about that later, but that Disney changed their cancellation policies or the dates that it, for room only it used to be five days. Now it's seven days. Correct. And for packages, it's now seven days. If you make a change within seven days, it's $200. $200. Yeah, so if you're booking a reservation, you might want to take a look at the cancellation right. policies. Right, and that's now. for 2010 Correct. packages. So make sure you, you review all the terms and conditions if you book a 2010 package. It's been a fun week. <laughs> Disney's changed everything all at once. Gotta love them. Due to guest demand. That's right, all, all due to guest demand. So, um, John? Uh, I have a weird one. Ballroom dancing. <laughs> talking about ballroom hey. dancing. A New York firm is going to build a $500 million, 1,400-unit timeshare near SeaWorld. Do they know something nobody else does? I, this has me completely baffled. Well, you know, honestly, right now, I guess, probably from the standpoint of what it's going to cost you to build, it's probably a lot cheaper to build right now than it was a few years ago. So, um I don't. That would be the only reason I could think. How, I mean, is Aquatica really bringing in that much more revenue on no. that side of town? No, because International Drive sure isn't. No, it's not. That's the thing. Is that you know, iDrive is not doing well. So what they're going to do with this is anybody's guess. It just seemed really strange. It's going to be called Xena, Warrior Princess. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that was my first thought. Z E N A, and it's going to be so. A- it's a lesbian condo. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be themed all New Zealand. Fourteen hundred. That's where Xena Warrior Princess was filmed, supposedly. So it's going to be grass and sheep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, John, Kevin. I did my first. I was first. I beat the Martins. Never mind. It's taken so long to go around the table. I forgot. (laughs) Beat the Martins. (laughs) All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. As we uh, talked about in last week's show, 
uh, Disneyland was doing a special promotion on August 9th where they allowed, in, in conjunction with uh, a radio station out in Southern California, allowed a family, to sp- a family of four to spend the night in, haunted, in the Haunted Mansion celebrating the 40th anniversary of the attraction. And uh, this is the Sutton family who got to uh, stay in the, in the Haunted Mansion. Uh, uh, the daughters Jessica and Stephanie, Jessica's 12 and Stephanie is 10, were the ones who won the uh, promotion on the radio station. Mom and Dad got to come along with. Like uh, good stalkers, um, Wendy Bell and uh, Tony Spatel were hanging out outside the Haunted Mansion waiting to talk to children <laughs> <laughs> about their sleeping habits. So, here is uh, here is their interview with the Sutton family. Hi, this is Wendy Bell, your Disneyland correspondent, and Tony Spatel, and we're here with the family who won the uh, overnight time here at Disney. Again, hitting the family in the head with the microphone. <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> at the Haunted Mansion, I am joined with today with Tim, with Cindy, with Stephanie, and Jessica. How are you guys? We're doing great. Doing great. A little tired. And for everybody who listens to our show, what is your name on the message boards? I am Photo Joe. No, you're Dude Ninja. No, I'm Photo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that? Go ahead. We can Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I am Photo Joe. Uh, I started a blog for this event, and Photo Joe was taken, so I switched over to Disney Joe. Though Joe isn't my name at all. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and now I know you're on our boards. Um, I heard some of our, our message boards uh, were actually helping you guys win the contest. Correct? You guys were great. Uh, I've been accused of being a little shameless and trying to to win this for the kids, but uh, they're the ones that really did it. But your your members absolutely helped put us over the top. We hear rumor we won by 41 votes out of somewhere around 4,000. Wow. wow, that's awesome. And by the way, we're live here at Disneyland, so we're going to get some lovely background noise. <laughs> where, where did you come up with the idea of the dish boards helping you? I am very active in a couple forms, uh, mainly revolving around RVing, and I know the community that those create. And I also know there is such a Disney community out there, there has to be... Um, a ton of very uh, avid involved Disney freaks like we are and I say that with the utmost of respect but um, I figured that had to be there I don't think none of our members would take that personal we do all love Disney I'm proud to be a Disney freak (laughs) (laughs) okay so now let's talk about spending the night in the Haunted Mansion now this is the very first time any guest has ever spent the night in the park actually on a ride Um, so um, let's start with the girls here I have Jessica and Stephanie so Stephanie um, did you enjoy spending the night here at the at the park oh yeah um, we had all these spooky sounds with us, like, in the speakers going through all night. And so we were just sitting there on the bed. When's the next one going to be coming? When's the next one going to be coming? <laughs> when it came. So it was really fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. We had no idea what to expect or what was going to happen. And it was the anxiousness was nerve-wracking and you're just like on your on alert the whole time 
So you never went to sleep at all, I take it? I slept for about 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. And we learned that that was actually the plan of those behind the wall. Uh, there was quite a crew of cast members back there making it all happen for us. And at one point they decided to kind of let us wind down so that they could ramp it right back up. They, they had a lot of fun with it. Now, did you stay in the, in the circle room the whole night? Uh, Were you able to tour the ride at all throughout the night or no? Well, the way it started was they took us uh, on a tour of the ride. So we got to ride the ride all by ourselves, just the four of us. But they did it at a quarter speed of what they normally run the ride. So we were anticipating the entire time that characters were going to jump out at us or things were going to happen. And, and occasionally they would stop the ride uh-huh. like they do. And so we just kept expecting people to jump out, but nobody ever did. So we were really, now what's going to happen? If they didn't jump out, then when are they coming? So then they took us um, into like the foyer area where they sat us down at a table for four. And they gave us very fancy, very nice desserts, one after another. It was just phenomenal. Um, Then after dessert, they they gave the girls and each of us a bag full of items for the Haunted Mansion 40th anniversary. And then they took us down the stretching room and uh, into where the other stretching room was, which is what they had designed for where we would be for the night. And they had it set up like a bedroom. With four beds, well, three beds, and one was a coffin. So, who slept in the coffin? Jessica. I was sleeping in the coffin, Jessica. <laughs> I didn't sleep in it. There was a pad on top of it, and I really didn't sleep on it because I spent most of the time with my mom and dad, oh. <laughs> just on their beds. Nice, nice. Not, not to bring it back to food like I always do, but um, you mentioned the desserts. Can you tell me a little bit more about those desserts? The desserts were great. I mean. Some of the best I think I've ever had. It started out with the coffin, which was a chocolate coffin with a um, raspberry mousse. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was, and there was a filling in there, wasn't there? there? Yeah, there was whipped cream on it with um, gummy worms. There you go. Coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they came back. Um, each of the coffins had our names written on them, so that's how we knew where to sit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they came out and they served us eyeballs. Some of the best eyeballs I've ever had. <laughs> Which was white chocolate and cheesecake. Oh, yummy. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. You guys like the eyeballs? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we had brain. Which was um, a raspberry mousse something. I'm not sure. But it was, it was also delicious. And a nice bloody raspberry filling. Yeah. <laughs> and then they brought us out fingers. So they were uh, cookies that had fingernails painted on them, and then white mousse in the middle. You were talking about the cast members doing all the crazy, scary stuff. Do you know if that was Mark and Brian's idea, or that was Disney's idea, or you're not sure? Mark and Brian are the uh, DJs in the morning show that were... Oh. It's no wonder they didn't sleep. There was enough sugar ramping through those kids. <laughs> yeah, that's why they gave them all that sugar. Exactly. Uh, I believe all of the things that happened in the Haunted Mansion were from Disney. Uh, they had a whole team of people behind the scenes, amazing people. The, the whole entire Disney cast that was involved treated us just above and beyond what we were even anticipating. I mean, we've always loved the Disney cast members here every time we come to the park, but these, these cast members, I've never met anybody like them. The entire experience from the beginning dealing with 
KLOS, Mark and Brian, and Disney, they have been first class the entire way and made us feel like we were family here. Everyone would drop anything to get us anything we wanted. We didn't end up asking for anything because they had so much in the room for us as it was. Um, I, I hate to admit that we saw a new Hidden Mickey. Oh, cool. Uh, except no one else will ever see it because we ate it. It was three ding-dongs. <laughs> and it's gone. And I asked one cast member, I said, so how, what ha- What did you do that you have to stay here all night with us? And they said, no, we want to be here. We we chose, we were hoping that we would be able to do this tonight. Oh, well, it's just such a special thing. Disney, you know, I've done some cool things at Disney, but you guys take the cake. No one has ever spent the night in a ride. So that just is over the top. You'll be telling your grandchildren, right, about staying at Disney overnight? Yeah, it was so funny because they were... Um, there were, like, these concierge that would escort us from the bathroom back. So um, when um, I came back from the bathroom one time, and I was dancing in the hall, and then all of a sudden the spooky sound came up, I started charging <laughs> for my mom's bed. I dove in it and put my head in the pillow, like... <laughs> well, you're a very, very brave girl. <laughs> I don't know if I could spend the night in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Part of the um, the advantages of having the webcams in there was they were the eyes for the, the cast members. And we've been talking afterwards a little bit about what happened and a little bit of the philosophy behind it. And they would wait for the girls to just step back into the, um, the, the extending room, and the stretching room, excuse me, and they would hit a sound effect loud and hard, and it was very effective. Their uh, their their methodology. Did they open up the top at all or no? No. 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 We were waiting for the lightning to go and yeah. the screaming, but they never did that all night long. Dead plastic rat. They brought us a midnight a midnight snack around 2 a.m., and it was a fuzzy, fake rat, but. It's that anticipation, again, of opening that sterling silver lid and not knowing what's coming out at you. Oh, wow. So you didn't just sleep in the haunted mansion. How whatever happened to baby Jane? (laughs) (laughs) But you are. You had a whole night of fun and experiences. We had a haunting experience. (laughs) Oh. Um, A lot of the fun for me was being on the blog. Because we were getting feedback from everybody else and comments and suggestions. And, I mean, we had input from Israel, from Singapore, from Hong Kong. Um, it, was, it was fun to be able to share our unique experience with a bunch of other um, Disney appreciators. Yeah. We, we live vicariously through you. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I think our favorite night of the, our favorite part of the night was the um, hitchhiking ghosts. Oh. Their names are Phineas, Ezra, and Gus, and they came in with our butler. Our butler was kind of the guy who would, would come in, and every time he came in, we knew something was going to happen. He'd either tell us a story, or he he brought our hitchhiking ghosts, and they would sing like a barbershop quartet, different songs to us, and they came in three or four times at least throughout the night. 
And so when we saw them coming, it was always a, okay, this is good. This is a good. This is not going to be scary. <laughs> and at the end of the night, they came running in. They wanted to jump in our bags and come home with us. Yeah. Um, when they first came in, I heard, I like cuddled with my mom so tight because um, we looked up fun facts about the high mansion. And um, we have the whole backstory of them. It sounded pretty. It um sounded pretty scary, but then when they actually came in, it wasn't bad at all. Oh wow! Did they tell you the behind the scenes of a haunted mansion or any of those like trivia stuff? Um, they they told us some stories. Uh, we were a lot of people asked if we would get the tour with the lights on, mm-hmm. and uh, while yes, that would be fun, I don't want to lose that magic, and yeah. um. That's okay, because there was no chance they were going to take it from me. Those lights were staying out no matter what. And uh, I totally forgot what your question was, but I had a great point, didn't I? Well, you have been up for the past, what, 12 hours? 24 hours? Uh, yeah, 30. 30. Yeah, 30 something. hours. So you guys tired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually going to go back to our hotel and get some rest, and then hopefully come back to the park and rides and rides. Nice. That's a good day for you guys. Yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys talking today here, you know. Um, do you have Do you have anything you wanted to say to the uh, Disboard community? Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I, the votes are what helped get us here. But on top of that, their interest in living vicariously through us, it's still this weird dream that we were able to do this. I mean, us. It doesn't happen to us. But for everyone else to be able to see the webcams and, and get messages into us and kind of interact with a few of them for a little bit, that just made it that much more fun for us. So you're going to be having your photos on your uh, blog so that we'll see it? We, uh, the room was very dark. Uh, the, the webcam was all night vision. We weren't allowed to use a flash. They let us take one picture with a flash, and that was it. Um, however, I did some playing around. We have some pictures. Disney's going to try and get me some pictures. KLOS is going to try and get me some. So I will post everything that I can as soon as I can. Because I know your message board is one of the most popular on the Disneyland boards right now. <laughs> so I know the listeners are probably waiting for those to show up. <laughs> Well, we thank you guys for taking the time to talk to us today, and we hope you guys can get some serious rest. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you much. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Tony and Wendy, for that, and thank you this, uh, to the Sutton family for talking to them when they obviously wanted to go get some sleep. <laughs> did anybody watch the live cam? Did I did. Did you really? 12 well, to 6 a.m.? Uh-uh. <laughs> I watched uh, the end of it. Well, 6 a.m. for them, about the time I was getting ready to start work the next morning. I watched him the last couple hours of it. It was interesting. I'm willing to make noise and keep you up tonight. I was just going to say, I think we should uh, give away uh, sleeping overnight in the podcast room. (laughs) (laughs) Moving the podcast room to your house? (laughs) What's that noise? I think it's Pete in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's a heck of a lot scarier than the Haunted Mansion, trust me. But it was hard to see. It was, uh, And you couldn't really hear what they were saying. It was hard to hear him, but it was fun. Did you see anything they were talking about? Did you see? The yeah, we saw the the hitchhiking ghosts come in, cool. and oh, they like you know cast members and yeah, costumes. and they they looked 
white and almost the one guy had the top hat was you could see through it it was real interesting i mean it was real wow. really well done and their butler come in when i first turned it on he was reading them a story sitting there you could hear him you know low scary tones and the one girl was dancing in front of the camera a lot <laughs> it was interesting daddy went out had his jammies on he went got escorted to the bathroom come back and he was dressed and uh <laughs> it was pretty cool wow no, that was that. That must have been that must have been awesome. So, that's uh, a great report. Thank you very much, guys, for that. And we're going to move on to our next segment and discuss some of the uh, changes and additions and deletions that Disney has been uh, throwing our way the last uh, week or so. Disney loves to do this. I think they do it on purpose. <laughs> Everything comes out at the same time. We had 2010 packages released uh, in addition to the. We talked about changes in the Disney dining plan, price-wise, and some other things involved. Did we Did we talk about that dining plan at all? We did. Really? <laughs> a little bit. Okay, I don't recall. I thought we were talking about cleaning people. All right. <laughs> Mousekeeping. <laughs> so, one of the things we've been waiting for for quite some time... What can I do? How can I help? What are we drinking? <laughs> she scared, scared the me. <laughs> she did. One of the things we've been waiting for... Uh, is for Disney to release their 2010 Land Sea packages, Disney Cruise Line, to release their 2010 Land Sea packages. We've been waiting quite a bit for this. Usually what happens is they wait until they have the 2010 packages out for Walt Disney World, and then they're able to do their pricing for it. And lo and behold, this week, uh, they did announce their 2010 Land Sea packages. However, they've made a major change to how they're done. Previously, 2009 and earlier, you bought a specific package, either a three-night cruise with a four-night land stay or a four-night cruise with a three-night land stay. And that included certain things within your your package, and there were, um, you know, sort of neat and tidy little things that they did mm-hmm. so that they were easier to book and easier for people to understand. Well, this year, they've sort of completely changed everything. Um they're no longer going to be a package in the sense of a fixed number of nights onto a cruise. Um, they're going to be extra nights that will be considered an add-on. So if you want to stay at Walt Disney World, either pre- or post-cruise, now you're going to add on days. And it's not just adding on days like you would book a separate package through Disney. You have to only you only have you have to stay within Disney Cruise Line's rules for these added on days. And one of the things is um, you can't add dining to them. So you're going to have a room, and you'll be able to add the days pre- or post-stay in a room with tickets, but there's no option to add dining. And it has to be a standard view. The next thing I was going to get to was there are uh, limitations in what resorts you can choose. Um, You can't add Swan or Dolphin. You can't add Wilderness Lodge. And you cannot add any of the DVC resorts except Saratoga Springs. You are limited in what kind of room you can take. You can only take a standard view room for the add-on nights. One of the other problems with this thing is because it's added onto a Disney Cruise Line package, there's no way to apply discounts. So it's not like you're booking your room, and then if AAA rates become available or annual pass holder rates become available, you can then apply that discount. 
it's not possible to do through Disney Cruise Line systems. So it's really become this giant convoluted mess of Lancy packages. Here's my advice. My advice is if you want to do a Walt Disney World stay in conjunction with a Disney Cruise Line, book them separate. Yeah. Book your Disney Cruise Line. There's no reason to do this as a package anymore. Right. The drawback of that will be you'll have to pay two deposits, and you'll have to keep track of two different balance due dates. Right, and you'll also have to you know check in both at the hotel and again at the at the cruise terminal. Right, it will not Golly. be as seamless as you want. However, that's going to be for you to get the best, the most flexibility out of it, and what's going to work best for people, I think, is book those days separate. You can book a room only, or you can book a package. Most likely, people will book packages in conjunction with this. There's another change. Um, when when you are going to do a uh, a cruise after the um, land stay of your vacation, even with this these add-ons, you have to contact Disney and have them do a pickup for you. And the, in the old way, it was you were part of a package; they knew where you were staying. Right. We're gonna your transfers are included. Now these are going to be separate, and also it's not going to be every single resort. So even though you can book the resort as part of the land sea package, quote unquote, through Disney Cruise Line, you may be staying at a resort where Disney transfers will not pick you up. So you may have to schlep your luggage to another resort. So it's really, really a mess. I don't know what they're thinking. Clean up this mess. (laughs) They have made the mess worse. My advice, book them as two separate things. It's probably going to be a little bit more to keep track of, a little bit more planning on your part. You're going to get a better uh, experience out of it, I think, because you'll be able to customize each portion of your vacation as you want. Uh, Hi, Ferris. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why. Why this change? What? How does it benefit them? What? Why do this? It makes it so much more complicated, and it must make their system so much more complicated. It doesn't make any sense. I know it, that it doesn't make any sense, and it's there's got to be some obscure business reason why this is being done, and they view that the inconvenience to their guests is worth the sacrifice. I mean, how important? I mean, what possible reason could they have for this? I think it's because Disney Cruise Line, in all honesty, doesn't want to be involved in the Disney World portion of it. We've got to keep in mind these are all different business units, even though we all consider them all Disney. These are run by different business units. Yeah. And now Disney Cruise Line has to negotiate with Disney World for nights, for rates, for packages. Well, you know, I'm sleep deprived, so I don't have the energy in me for <laughs> another. Should we save this for next week? Another rant. When you're rested. Uh, but, you know, it's. I don't know. Um. Why don't you save your energy? Because I've got another one. Kevin's got yet another. Well, well, and the, but the one, the one you have, you know, has to do with the same guy running the ship, literally, uh, Carl Holt, Holtz, who's uh, in charge of Disney Cruise Line, is also in charge of Adventures by Disney, which was uh, clusterfudge.com uh Issue number two this week. <laughs> right. In addition to all the other things they've announced, they've now come out with their 2010 Adventures by Disney itineraries. Many of the trips that were available in the past have been cut. 
Uh, they this is have, this is mind blowing to me. Is it? Are there itineraries that are gone, or just the number of all like, itineraries are gone, and the number of trips are gone? And several trips are listed as call for details. And what they're the, what the guess is that they don't want to release those dates as actual dates, and then turn around and cancel them. So there are like these faux dates set up. Well, <laughs> so not only have the dates been cut, the number of trips have been cut, the number of itineraries have been cut, the prices have gone up considerably. And they've done away with the early booking discount. This is mind-bending. So this has been a discussion on our Adventures by Disney board, and the, the name of the thread is, this. who else is disappointed? I love this. Well, um... Someone from Adventures by Disney has decided to come forward and straighten us out. She's director of marketing. Right. She's the director of marketing for Adventures by Disney. And I don't think her approach was to come straighten us out. But Well, my favorite thing is, now you just heard the whole thing about Disney Cruise Line. You just heard this whole mess with their land sea packages. She posts regarding early booking discounts. Early booking rates were actually confusing to our guests. They were a misnomer, and some of you will remember, depending on the trip and departure date, they often sold out in the first day or two of booking. Our new pricing structure... Right, these people were the ones, these people on our boards are the ones who were booking them. Right, and the way an early booking discount works is, let's, I'm making up numbers here, let's say it was $3,000 a person. They would reserve a certain number of spots per trip for a certain duration, and if you could get one of those spots, you might get a $3,000 trip for 2600 However, that's the idea behind an early booking discount, right. is let's get as many people in there and fill as Wait, many spots. I have to read you the rest of this. I'm so excited, though. Um, <laughs> what you they often sold out the first day or two of booking. Our new pricing structure was created with guests' needs in mind. Book early for great rates and best availability. Well, it's the, the same price. This means that in 2010, introductory rates will be among the best we offer all year. In addition, we've added triple and quad rates, so you can choose to have additional family members or a friend share one room. This The rates per person decreases pending availability. Well, there's another whole rate that they're, what they're doing is they're forcing families to take two rooms. That many of the itineraries don't have triple and quad space available. So a family of four now has to do two doubles. So there's no savings whatsoever. This provides guests with more flexibility and better pricing options. Well, what she's saying is we've taken away the discount, we've raised the prices, and this is the best you're going to do. I love that. Now, I have to tell you, ABD has a rather stringent refund policy. People would book early to get these early booking discounts. At 14 days, your deposit becomes non-refundable for any reason. Right. 14 days from the day you book. Right. right. Not 14 days prior to arrival. 14 days from the day you book. I can't imagine why anyone with ABD's track record would offer up a deposit with a 14-day window for no reason. No. There's no reason to do it. You're not getting a better price. These packages are not selling out. And what's happening is, last year, they canceled the majority of them. And then they didn't understand why people were upset. Teresa, you make your reservations for your family, okay? You book. 
when it comes out to get the best price. So you book in August or September for May of next year. Right. Three weeks before your trip, they tell you we're not going, but we can now book you in August. Your family's asked for time off. You've made arrangements for your pets. You've got somebody watching your house. You've got your mail stopped. And then Adventures by Disney was surprised when you didn't want to go on the same trip in September. But it's the same trip, and you can go, and you can have the same room. And we're not going to charge you anymore. And they could not understand why people were upset by this. All right, because I'm I'm in a charitable mood. I'm I'm going to give some advice to Adventures by Disney. Um, First of all, I I appreciate the uh, gesture of their marketing director posting on the boards. Um, And she is really, really lucky that this particular group that she's interacting with on that board right now, uh, not that there are bad groups on that board, but uh, this was a very civil, respectful exchange of opinions. This did not degrade or hasn't yet. (laughs) You know, I may be jinxing it by saying this, but, uh, you know, but she was talking in Disney speak. Yeah. You know, it really was like lifted. It read like it was being lifted out of a brochure. And that doesn't work on the Internet. I, I need Adventures by Disney and every other business unit at Disney to understand this. You can't talk to people like that. It's gonna, it comes across wrong. And when you start using because of guest demand. Or that we did this so you wouldn't be confused wouldn't by be the confused. early booking discount. I, I realize you're not saying it like this, but it really does come across as condescending. We understand this better than you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we understand the product on levels you don't, and this is a group you, right now, especially given the challenges facing Adventures by Disney. You should be tailoring your product to these people, not insulting their intelligence by telling them they can't figure out an early booking discount. Well, you've also taken away any incentive to book this trip. There, absolutely. Now you've got people on, the, on, on that board that are starting to talk about all these other tour companies that have better pricing and better options and more flexibility. And Well, they're also talking about why not book two weeks out. I'll be guaranteed more, more, more of a guarantee that the trip's actually going to go. I won't have take a chance on losing my money should something happen in my family. I don't have to buy travel insurance. It's all Disney's taken away. Adventures by Disney has taken away any incentive to get people excited about booking this. And then this is going to be one of those downward spirals that they're going to find themselves in because six weeks from the travel date, they're going to go, shoot, we have nobody on this adventure. Right. Because no one's booked early enough for them to secure the space. Have they canceled trips in the past? Oh, last that, year. Many, many this times. This year, 2009, was a nightmare. Right. What happens with your deposit when they, they cancel? Do they roll it over to something else, or do they give they you They try. Right. Okay. But they do give it back. Well, what they, what they did at first was to say the scenario that Kevin set up, which was, listen, we know you can't go out in the second week in August, but you can now travel in October oh, on the exact same adventure. So you plan all year for this trip, and then, then you get exactly. notice. And you have kids out of school. Vacation yeah. time you've taken. And now home. you're supposed to go in October. And they, they, they were surprised. The other thing I understand is that Adventures by Disney is using the same airfare that's available to literally everyone else. However, they're charging a $15 surcharge for them booking it for you. And they don't check to see if your airfare went down. I'm sorry. 
you've raised the prices thousands of dollars in some it cases. Is, this is the mentality I have talked about. Disney is operating on the rules of yesterday's economy, uh, of, of yesterday's uh, yesterday's audience, and they haven't figured out this this whole thing. The post on the boards, the pricing structure, the changes, it, it just it is all pl- makes it plainly evident. Disney either doesn't get it or doesn't give a damn. If they're trying to get away from this, I don't understand why they don't just stop it. It seems to me that they're literally trying to turn people off from it's, this. It's really how it's coming across. Well, I'll tell you, I know for a fact they're not. I, mean, I know for a fact they're not. They're, they're actually trying to grow this business. And I think... And this was, and this was a categorical right, disaster. Because what they did was... I don't believe in doing away with the itineraries, but I, I understand why they cut back on the number that they offered going forward from this year because they were getting too few people within one uh, one tour. And my understanding is that what they're going to do going forward is watch these more carefully, and as they do fill up, if they do fill up, then they're going to add more dates for specific All you adventure. have to do is go to our board, and you'll see that there's a small, hardcore audience right. who was waiting to see what this new adventure would be. What were they going to, where were this they going is, to take and, and us the, now? And this group is their highest affinity group. These right. are people who are going year after year after year on Adventures by Disney Vacations. You cannot alienate this group. And yet somebody comes forward and says early booking rates were actually confusing and a misnomer for a number of our guests. <laughs> is this Disney person like taking any feedback from the community on the Diz? Oh. They're giving her feedback. No, well, that's what I mean. But I mean, <laughs> whether or not she's accepting it is another matter. <laughs> because I mean, there's an audience right there that could tell them how Disney, you know, could better their product. Yep, that's a good. Word. It's just like uh, it, 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 it's starting to feel like a tale of two cities. Um, with these decisions that are being made so clearly in disconnect with what the vast majority of the fan base, anyway, is looking for. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Ferris doesn't like it either. Not you, Teresa. <laughs> um, nah, I lost my train of thought. I can understand what you're saying exactly. And I think part of the disconnect, too, becomes I can't speak for going forward, but what we experienced in the past was that the quality of the adventures are so high that what Disney gives you is an incredible experience. And you're going to find this out when you go to Australia, just the level of quality you get. So why are you making it so difficult for people to experience these and then take that information back and share it and grow your product? Well, I don't know that the standard for the hotel, like, for example, for the hotels that you stay in, I don't know that that hasn't been lowered since you went. Because the three hotels that we're staying in, in Australia... Um, at least according to TripAdvisor, all have hotels in the immediate area that are rated better, with, the, I think, the exception of the one in Alice Springs. Um, it's my understanding that they've changed all of the hotels from our trip to Italy. Well, I, I, I can speak for what we've experienced, and I can speak for some of what I've read on the boards. I'll admit I haven't read every trip report but it seems like people really feel that the quality of the experience is high. And even though something changes, I'm not, you know, they may change to something equivalent or for a reason that makes it well, I a have, better experience. I, I just have to tell you from the 
guest standpoint, uh, dealing with Adventures by Disney and the run up to this trip has been wonderful. Uh, they they've been very responsive. Um, on top of everything, uh, really, I, I have no complaints there at all. Uh, so from that standpoint, seems like you know at least in my experience, it's been okay. Um, and it's, I don't even think this is a question at the end of the day of the value or the uh, uh, the quality of the product. Uh, it's a question of this was not the year to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you told me you were just taking away the early booking discounts because we can't afford to give them to you and still make a profit, I could understand that. The fact that you told me you took them away because I didn't understand it is talking down to me. I don't get it. What do you mean by early? <laughs> what do you mean by discount? What is a booking discount? Right. What, I don't understand those words you've put together. <laughs> I, I, what I'm saying, though, is that's the dichotomy here. The dichotomy here is the, what, the, what I understand, the product that they're delivering is such a high quality, and yet the management of the back end of it and the booking of it seems to be such a mess, and it's been that way for the past two years. And I also think that all of these decisions, whether it's Adventures by Disney or Disney Cruise Line or Walt Disney World ticket prices or Walt Disney World dining plans, I don't think any of these decisions are mutually exclusive. I think they're all related. Um, I think they're all, you know, it's all part of an overall management philosophy in the company right now that is clearly, like I said, either out of touch with the reality on the ground or aware of it and it's just not a factor. They just don't care. Uh, either way, they're not getting it right where their highest affinity group is involved. And, they I mean, this has been the trifecta of bad decisions this week. And what they're going to do to turn it around, if anything, I think, you know, I, again, I sound like a broken record, but I really think Disney's going to learn a hard, cold, tough lesson with the changes that have taken place uh, in the economy and how things are not going to go back to what they were. As a person who's looking to sell this, I've been tasked with selling this to the public. You all are smart, savvy travelers. Mm -hmm. What could I say to convince you to give me a deposit on a trip that you get nothing for doing it now? Well, when's my trip? Well, your trip's not till next August. Well, what about last year? Were all of last year's trips sold out? No, most of them canceled because of the fact that they weren't full. So you want me to put a deposit down today that I have, I'm going to lose in two weeks for a trip next August, and there's no incentive for me to do that. Right, exactly. This is also mimicked in Disney Cruise Line, right. and that in Disney Cruise Line has started to offer uh, reductions in pricing for trips that are for sailings that are not sold out closer to sale date. So people know, and you can't get that unless you cancel and rebook. No, and we need to keep, and we need to keep in mind the same guy running. Uh, Disney Cruise Line is the same guy running Adventures by Disney. That's Carl Holtz. So the idea of getting people's money early because the price is only going to go up? As someone who owns a place where I want you to rent, and I want you to come to Dreams Villas, and I want you to stay with me, I want you to book as early as possible. Because to me, that's a pretty much a guarantee. People can cancel, but that's pretty much a guarantee that I've got income coming in for this for this period in the future. I would never say to somebody, "Don't book now," or I would never put up a block a roadblock that says, "Don't book now." 
that we might get it cheaper as we get closer. Because in my mind, what that does is that takes Well, Carl away. Holt seems to think this is how it needs right. to go. This is what baffles my mind. And Why not do the opposite? It's, you know, maybe we're wrong and maybe he's a genius and maybe these things are going to sell out. And if that happens, I'll be happy to say, I, you know, I was wrong. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm, I don't think I have to worry about it. I would bet the people at Adventures by Disney are dancing on hot coals today with the fact that they've had nobody book. The day that everything opened up. Right. The excitement was there. These people were on our boards waiting for this information and found out there's no incentive to book today. Yep. No, it was handled handled poorly. What kind of increase? I'm sorry, Pete. What kind of increase have we seen? Did you not have... Some of these these quotes are substantial. $1,500 more this year than last year? Yeah. For some of them, yeah, people are people are seeing like huge, yeah, two three thousand dollar differences. One person posted on the board um, for me to. I apologize. I I don't know where it was. She said, but last year it was nine thousand dollars for her family to go. This year it's thirteen thousand dollars for the same trip. Same trip. It's it. There's really in a recession. There's a disconnect somewhere. Someone's not getting it. You understand that we're going to charge you thirteen thousand dollars. For next year, but you don't understand early booking discount. <laughs> yeah. so. And you're saying that they can cancel they, if not, not enough people book for that trip. You've They'll already paid the for trip. it. They'll cancel the trip. They have yeah. done this in the past. They did it They'll this year. give you your money back, but there's no, there's no, what's the word I'm compensation. For? There's no compensation for canceling your trip. Dang. So. And on, that well, on that note, oh, and did we also mention that on the cruise side of things, they did away with the romance package for anybody who wants it. 2010, you can yeah. no longer purchase the romantic no romance on the ship. Sea package, which was, in my opinion, not exactly a value. However, people really enjoyed it. They enjoyed it, and then they also got to book their like Apollo reservations earlier by purchasing. This is that. one of those things again doesn't make any sense. This is right. pure profit for Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing involved in it. It's just pure profit, but whatever. So. All right, well that is going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening everyone and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>